0: This is Pixelated Audio, episode 186, featuring the music of Gigandes.
1: Pixelated Audio, a podcast focusing on game audio, its history, and the people behind it. We're your hosts. I'm Gene, and this is Brian. How's it going? Today, we are
0: going to be playing music and talking about a coin-op shooter called Gigandes, composed by Akira Inoue and Takaro Nozaki. That track that brought us in was Special Attack Unit, Chapter 1, Round 37 Takes Off. This was specifically composed by Akira Inoue, and um, it's a pretty cool game i guess and so we uh we thought you know what a strange soundtrack let's let's talk about it today
1: this is about as esoteric as it gets the company made like eight games the composers worked on like five a piece you google this and unless you're looking for very specific keywords you're not going to find it it's (laughs) it's pretty deep in the in the internet there and uh I I was really excited about this one because everything about this game is just so bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it's kind of strange.
0: It's not really like that special of a a shooter. I mean, it's just a, you know, horizontal shooter. There's not really anything really, really amazing about it. Uh, But the soundtrack is just so strange that we just wanted to talk about it and have some fun listening together. So
1: this first track is about as normal as it gets it just gets weirder from here (laughs) (laughs) anyways we're coming off of a uh short hiatus
0: um we needed a break we were we were thinking about trying to squeeze some stuff in before the end of the year and uh we just needed to have some mental relaxation and and kind of space out so uh you know we're not going anywhere we just needed some time off and i'm glad to be back and We got a lot of plans for this year and a lot of cool episodes in the pipeline, so looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, one thing we sort of talked about for folks who've been in this Discord channel is uh, we were just at Game Sound Con, uh, what was that, November? Mm -hmm. had a lot of fun. It was a really amazing professional conference, Um, saw a lot of really just legendary composers, of course, Brian Schmidt. Uh, Who else did we see, Brian? Uh, Other Brian. (laughs) Um, Oh. I can't. The, the The list is so long. Marty O'Donnell and, was there. Uh, let's see who else. I'm trying oh, to remember. Got I'm drawing <laughs> a blank. I, there's
0: so many, and and not only that, like a lot of them were so approachable and really wanting to talk about their their history and um, you know join us on the show and stuff like that. It was, it was really um, a good mix of people. It was a lot of, uh, you know, it's a professional sound conference, so. Um, people are there looking for work or trying to add insight into um, the industry and there was a lot of really amazing artists that have uh, shared their experience in different panels and different talks and we got to be a part of it and and listen to a lot of this this really cool history that some of these um, people have had and also a really good insight on some new stuff and -and up-and-coming composers how they're how they're kind of tackling this market and um, getting their feet into the industry because game audio in all its many shapes and forms is is becoming even more complicated uh by the by the year you know like there's (laughs) there's so many different uh aspects and so many different components that put together a complete experience hearing some of these stories and kind of understanding what goes into some of the modern games is pretty uh, exciting.
1: Yeah. And you know, one thing that was just really fascinating and inspiring is as much as game audio has changed, there's still these amazing, passionate composers and sound designers and everything behind it that have not lost sight of just the power of what game audio brings, music really, especially, but audio broadly brings to games. And Uh, I can't wait to hopefully have some of the folks that we saw there on I'm not making any promises but we met uh, a lot of really cool folks I won't say anything just so I don't put it on put it on us to have the expectation that we're gonna speak to somebody in particular but keep an eye out I really do think we're gonna have some cool folks in the first half of the year from that conference anyway that's enough about game sound con for the moment let's get back to the music Brian yeah
0: so uh that track we first came in with that was the uh the first level and then we're going to jump right into climax without foreplay (laughs) that's the actual name uh (laughs) chapter two the rival arrives so let's listen to that this is composed by akira inoue
1: climax without foreplay from the game gigantes and i'll be honest they knew what they were doing with that track title <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is we have some notes about it but uh the track titles are actually what the songs were called we're not just coming up with these random off-the-wall names uh, yeah they but, were translated yeah. <laughs> they were translated uh from japanese but a lot of the translations
0: are pretty much what you would expect i mean like they're that's what they're called i mean. Yeah, I, I went through him too, just to double check. I'm like, oh,
1: somebody's some kind of weird. But <laughs> I went through the trouble of finally learning what H.R. Giger's name was. It's Hans Rudy Geiger, so or Giger. Oh. So I, you know, eat your heart out, buddy. It's another biomechanical schmup with lots <laughs> of phallic enemies and all sorts of fun aliens bursting out of random places you don't want to see them. <laughs> it's the whole game, practically.
0: <laughs> this track does take a. a a definite turn from that first track, it'll just continue getting weirder and weirder. This is the uh, stage two boss. Let's take a listen. This was also composed by Akira Inoue.
1: That was the track Propagandasm, or Stage 2 Boss. You know, similar to the last track, it's got that sort of arpeggio going all the way through. There's something a little bit hooky or earwormy about it, even though there's nothing really super melodic about these. I mean, there's melodies in there, but there's just something that, like, I find myself getting drawn into the track and, you know, very immersed in it, even when I'm listening to it outside of the context of the game, which, to its credit, it's, again, not the my favorite shmup music that i've ever heard but i find no. it weirdly compelling i know there's something about <laughs> this when we, we listen to it together um
0: I, I think i came across it and then just i was listening and i just sent it over to Gene. she's like dude we got to cover this we got to do an episode on this i was like really you think so it was like yeah 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 i mean it, and it it, it makes hypnotic, sense because this yeah is, this is the this is the kind of <laughs> kind of stuff we live for <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> anyways uh gigandis Developed for the arcade in 1989, but was released in February of 1990. It was designed for the Taito X system hardware that uses a YM2610 or a YM2151 and a YM3012, depending on the game. Other games for this hardware were Balloon Brothers, Twin Hawk, and Superman. Uh, I played a lot of Twin Hawk and Superman. Not Balloon Brothers, but uh, Superman, the arcade version, was so much fun. Like, you could you know tag team up and beat up a bunch of guys and fly and
1: it was cool had laser eyes and all that stuff i like that yeah i think i played twin hawk i haven't played a lot of the other games for the system but i will say it's a kind of a bit of an unusual combination of fm and and sample and maybe it's just the way they were using it in this game Uh, it's not that unusual to do that the neo geo did it a bunch around this time but it just comes together in sort of a strange way. Again, I'm gonna use the word strange or unusual a lot in this soundtrack, but it it feels a little experimental at points. Um, not like, you know, new music, 12 tone system or anything, but for a late 80s arcade game, I feel like uh, there's a couple of tracks in here that I am almost confused why that was in the game. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of tracks like that. And yeah. that's why I
0: think this is a fun soundtrack to go through. Yeah. Tell us about East Technology. This was a, uh, a pretty small company, uh, didn't do a whole lot of stuff.
1: No, East Technology, not to be confused with Data East or any of those companies that you might have heard. They started in 1987 in Shinjuku, Tokyo. they I don't even know when they stopped, but I think they didn't make any games past around 95 or 96. Uh, Most of their about dozen games were either self-published or published by Taito or uh, Technos. The, probably the games that they're best known for, which is sort of damning with faint praise, as they say, is uh, Double Dragon 3, the Rosetta Stone, which is easily the worst of the Double Dragon games. Uh, <laughs> and they also worked on Operation Wolf 3, which doesn't look too bad, to be honest. But I don't know anybody that played anything past the first Operation Wolf, but it was a little bit like a Lethal Enforcers. And they also worked on a game called Silent Dragon, which is your typical serviceable mid-90s beat-em-up, you know, kind of like a Streets of Rage with colorful characters, big sprites. Looks like a pretty good game, but it's not an all-timer or a hall-of-famer, so you'd have to seek it out to see if it's something that you're interested in. But I think all of those were arcade-only, except for Double Dragon 3, which you know was also on NES and things. But yeah. yeah, that's about all I could find about the company. I'm sure if I dug really hard, I could find a little bit more, but yeah, not too much to find. Yeah, well, they, they probably were almost like a pop-up around for a few years then nothing else after that so i'd say a lot of their games kind of felt like i don't want to say knockoffs of better games but you know they were kind of playing well you know the what is it called balloon bros is kind of like a tetris sort of game they've got a shmup they've got a beat-em-up or two Uh, they're kind of just like experimenting and maybe it didn't pay off and the company went under i didn't because they certainly didn't have any big hits other than Hmm. maybe double dragon but you know that's That's not saying a whole lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyways,
0: uh, let's get into some more music here. We have a track. This is from chapter three or level three Mesopotamian nightmare. The track is titled populism answer. Uh, I didn't check the translation on this one. I have no idea what that means, but uh, (laughs) let's take a listen. We'll be right back. You just heard Populism Answer, which is from Chapter Three Mesopotamian Nightmare. I don't know why there's like multiple titles within a title, but this was the uh, first track. We heard a lot of stuff already from Akira Inoue. This is the first one from Takaro Nozaki, and I love this track. It's so much fun. The the percussion is just really deep and heavy and has this kind of like jungly feel to it uh it's just um, uh it's super fun track
1: yeah very very classic yellow magic orchestra inspiration with those you know trills i gotta laugh though because obviously this would have been masked during gameplay but when that drum sample cuts out and you can hear the uh sample uh cutting off and just like going to silence you hear a little tiny pop if you're listening on headphones it's pretty obvious i don't know if that's just in the in the rip or if it's actually in the game but i think it's like (laughs) kind of Who's going to notice? You're not going to hear that with the firing sounds. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You'd never hear this in an arcade, so it doesn't matter. Uh, We got
0: another track here. This is The Boss from Chapter 3. Let's take a listen. This is also composed by Takaro Nozaki.
1: behold this face (laughs) from the game gigantes or the stage three boss and this is a i would say a pretty ahead of its time track in a way you know it definitely reminds me of what taito's in-house zuntada band would be doing a lot more later on and kind of reminds me if uh, i don't know if you were watching a lot of films from this era uh japanese films rather i feel like they were using this kind of you know big orchestral hit Sample stuff. I mean, you were even seeing it in like Ghost in the Shell a little bit, even to the mid '90s. It's not common to see this kind of thing in an arcade game. Uh, I, I I like it. I think it's a little bit, you know, the speeding up definitely gives it a very disquieting vibe. Yeah,
0: it's (laughs) very uncomfortable. At first, it kind of sounds like you're you're melting like a grilled cheese sandwich in like the microwave, but then it it starts like bubbling and getting nastier and nastier as the track goes on and. I don't think I've ever made that analogy in my life, but <laughs> this this track is 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 uncomfortable and also kind of awesome at the same time.
1: The, even the rhythm that the little synth part is doing is sort of not quite on a on a grid. It's a little bit wavery, just to keep you a little bit off balance.
0: Yeah, it's like some of the notes are kind of at different tempos or something. So it's just something. Yeah. Uncomfortable. You yeah.
1: got a polyrhythm going on for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyways, in the distant future, residing deep below the Earth's surface, a demonic creature named Gigandus has awakened. Summoning its minions from other galaxies to the Milky Way, Gigandus will do anything to conquer mankind. The people of Earth build a small, powerful space fighter called Round 37 in hopes of stopping Gigandus and the chaos that's brought to Earth and the galaxy. Uh, round 37 that's also the name of the first track round 37 takes off so kind of ties back into that i don't know why they call it round 37 it's round the
1: it's, ship it is round it is like it's like a little orb it's it is, i gotta it say is round. it's It's one of the least satisfying shmup ship designs I've ever seen in a game. It's (laughs) like (laughs) Pac-Man. Pretty much with like a swivel on it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The game itself is a horizontal scrolling shooter. There's eight different levels or stages, and you can play it either single player or two player co-op. So the round 37, the ship you control, you can have up to two different weapons. It's... I guess it's gimmick is you got two different weapons that you can attach at the same time. But what's cool about this is you can attach them from any direction, facing forward, back, up, or down. So the way you get these weapons is you you kind of have to like maneuver around them to get them to attach the direction you want them to point. And that kind of determines which way they shoot and stuff like that. Each of the eight levels have a boss that you fight at the end. And the, the one thing that sets us apart from other games is if you die you get to keep your weapons and power-ups but at the beginning of each stage you start back
1: to a blank slate so yeah it's uh there's a lot of like there's dna of other shmups in this game it reminds me a little bit of like R-type, except you can have the pod on top and bottom instead of just back and front. They're not creating anything new here, man. No, no, no. You know, and a lot of the music even reminds me of like Toa plan games, like Zero Wing and some of that stuff, Outzone, just that kind of, the way way they're using the FM patches kind of reminds me, same time period, so that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Let's get into our next track here. This is Chapter 4, Save the Colony, Part 1. The track is, I guess, subtitled New Order. This is composed by Takaro Nozaki, so let's take a listen. was composed by takaro nozaki called new order chapter four save the colony part one and I, i really like that they've taken this the samples on uh or the the percussion samples and really just dropped them down so that they make these really just splashy you know crash sounds and and like resonating almost like timpani style Bait like um, bass drums and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I was the thing that kind of caught my ear was the, you know, on the on the downbeat of the measure, there's like this kind of choir, choral samples. They work, but they also feel a little bit out of band. Like that's I would not expect that kind of sound to be paired along with that more traditional like triple Japanese rock kind of thing. It, it it's it's just an interesting combination. And one of those chords, I think it's the second one, just always, whenever it comes around, it's like, that chord doesn't quite sound right. It feels like it's... The the one on the da-da-da-da? No, 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 no. Like the the, the choir ooze that happens. Oh, gotcha. There's like, the second one that happens in the four bar pattern, it always feels like it's a little off, like it's the wrong chord. Not like it's, I don't know, it's just like, it's an unexpected chord, I think, uh, given what, you know, you'd probably go for the more obvious, you know, like one, four, five six kind of thing whatever mm. you know I, some pretty standard progression but i don't know it's it and i love that there's a drum solo in there for i mean i don't want to say no good Just reason but they didn't have to do that and no I like apparent that they reason did. is yeah.
0: correct <laughs> it's it's a drum so- solo that you might say causes vertigo as uh, in our he- next track here vertigo that was an awful segment <laughs> <laughs> vertigo factory this is from chapter five stage five save the colony part two let's take a listen
1: That was Vertigo Factory or Chapter Five, Save the Colony Part Two, composed by Takaro Nazaki. And I, I feel like both this and the previous track should have been at the first couple of stages because they're really they're really catchy. They're really good. Yeah, no, I love this track. This, yeah. this track's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It is as- super strange. Yeah. I love that ascending arpeggio because it keeps going up higher and higher as the song goes on. It's like, right, what is this right. thing gonna resolve? <laughs>
0: it's great uh, it's, i love it's it it's a cool track it's super cool yeah i love this one tell us
1: about akira you know sure so again i could not find all that much i had to cross-reference a couple of different sites even just to get a you know comprehensive air quotes uh picture of their credits and i'm sure i'm missing some but uh, to the best of my uh knowledge they you know they both worked for east technology on a couple of games together um So the two of them, uh, Takaro Nozaki and Akira Inoue worked together on the game's Last Striker, which I think is a soccer game, Uh, Double Dragon 3. Akira Inoue also did the music for the first Kunio game for Super Nintendo, which, Brian, you might need to pronounce this one for me because I can't can't go through it. It wasn't one of the (laughs) ones that was translated, I don't think. Uh, like, you know... I can't... It's all written in English here,
0: so or written in yeah, Roman I, characters, so it's going to be harder for me to pronounce. Kinyokun, Yeah, so
1: Yeah, I don't think it was the one that was released as... I think it was River City uh, Ransom Zero or something like that just recently a few years ago, but it's like kind of RPG-ish. Um, and also he worked on the FM Towns version of a 2D fighter called Blandia, which I had never really heard of. Um, and I also oh, found yeah. out that he was weirdly the english narrator for this obscure ps1 shoot 'em up called Gaia Seed oh, which I, I Oh, Gaia Seed. Oh, I've never played it. It looks really cool. But yeah, in the very beginning there's like a, a very clearly like japanese guy speaking in english uh, and it, he's just, you know, telling the story of like the world was destroyed. Uh, you know, Earth launches its last defense kind of thing. The, the usual uh, 90s shmup space sci-fi shooter thing. Uh, but it was really cool. I think the that one's another really cool soundtrack. It's got a lot of like big choral stuff. It's, it's very, I don't know, maybe not one that we go to right away. But if we ever have a chance to get to it, I'd love to at least pull a track from it. But that's that's all I could find about Akira Inoue. Hmm. OK. Yeah. <laughs> and as far as Takaro Nozaki, similar, I found even less about this guy. Uh, worked on Last Striker and Double Dragon 3 and also was the sole composer for that beat up that I mentioned, Silent, Silent Dragon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, huh. Yeah. Usually, uh, you know, if we had a little bit more uh, prep on this one, I might have dug, I think I would have asked Brian to dig into those Japanese sites that give really detailed credits, but they're not composers uh, that really went on to do much they, that I could tell. That could be, uh, that could be the, the <clears throat> most of it.
0: We don't know. Uh, Fortunately, this soundtrack was actually released. Um, I want to say, yeah, it was Super Sweep did, like, I think a digital version of it in September of 2013 with all the tracks and the uh, the composers who did each one. That's why we're able to say who did what, uh, which is really cool. Um, I don't think it's available to purchase anywhere at all anymore, but it was available at one point. So somebody was like hey we gotta release this
1: yeah the uh even mentions it came with a dvd who knows probably super play footage or something like that on there could be (laughs) could be we have another track here this
0: is chapter six showdown at tatarajima
1: Was the track Island of Aquarium or Battle of Takajima Island, episode six or stage six. And I just love how this track refuses to give you a, a really satisfying cadence. It just sort of floats through this really cool chord progression as it's ending the song and then kind of loops back around. But it's a little, it's very jazzy. A lot of seventh and ninth chords in there at least that's the feel of it and I like I like this one a lot too a I like the more, patches yeah. in
0: this a lot it's yeah
1: really it's really nice a little more down tempo but I I, yeah. I did the
0: vibe of it a lot yeah yeah the uh the track is titled showdown at Tatarajima," which is like Tatara Island I'm not exactly sure I'm mean, in some fictitious place but I think you said takarajima
1: <laughs> but yeah uh, I'm, I'm also looking at the credits on uh vgmdb and they call it the battle of takashima or takajima island you yeah know, there's i do it's called i, I think it the titles are up to interpretation at this point <laughs> yeah i'd have to look at the japanese title i don't know what it
0: actually says um but yeah i like this track a lot and we have the boss theme from uh, chapter six next. This is Fight Fire with Fire, composed by Takaro Nozaki. was fight fire with fire stage six boss composed by takaro nozaki and the the psg on this is terrifying it's the, the it, it's like um like a really high pitch like going up and then drops back down oh it's yeah it's terrifying
1: <laughs> yeah i love towards the about the minute mark when they I mean, it's not like super low bass because of the sample rate, but like a lower bass tone comes in and I just, it put a smile on my face. It's like, yes, darker, more aggressive, more. Yeah, this is great. That's uh, a yeah. great track. See, evil bosses all You play music in 7-8. Ridley, this guy, <laughs> you know, that's that's basically all of the space bosses, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, we talked about the YM2610 like a thousand times on the show before. It's an OPNB Used um, in the Neo Geo Arcade home console, a lot of other systems as well. It's four channels of FM, three SSG channels with a fourth operator as a noise channel. Um, the, SSG, the, the FM and the SSG share the same basic functionalities as the YM2203, the, the OPN chip. So it's uh, kind of got that plus more. There's six channels of ADPCM that play at a fixed rate and a channel of ADPCM. Uh, that's a bit more unique because it can play, because the playback frequency can be modified. There's two timers and an LFO, and uh, it's an altogether pretty good chip. Pretty good sound chip.
1: Yeah, it really is basically just a, you know, a, a cut down Neo Geo, right? Because it was this chip, like, plus more FM channels, right?
0: Well, I mean, mean it's the, it's what was in the Neo Geo. Yeah, you know yeah. I, I mean? thought
1: there were more FM channels in the Neo Geo for some reason. Maybe I got that wrong. No, no, there's just the four.
0: Okay. And it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool sound chip. I mean, we, we talked about it more in depth on other episodes. It, it, it's, it was a budget chip, and you could do a lot with it. So,
1: yeah. I'm sure we can get into this in another episode, but I was actually just thinking the other day about how just in smart the Neo Geo was as a system. You know, like, it the reason why it was around for, like, 10 years plus, you know, it kind of had a fairly long life was because sound chip was really flexible. They had, you know, the swappable carts and all of that. And it's just like, you don't see like just really good choices like that very often where somebody is like, like, cause it changed even throughout its life, how it was used in that system. It was a lot more sample heavy towards the end. But I was just thinking about that. Like this, this thing really, they, people got their money's worth with the 2610.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was used in a lot of Taito's arcade machines yeah. uh, from the late 80s all the way to like the Z system. Um, again, Neo Geo uh, and, and a bunch of other arcade games. There, There is a variant of the 2610 B, which has mm. extra two FM channels. So you might be thinking of that because that would be a total of six. Um, Maybe. But it's pretty much identical in every other regard. So yeah, you ready for our next track? I am, yeah. What do we got next? Uh, this is from Chapter 7. Uh, the track is composed by Akira Inoue again, and this is called It Ain't a Plot. Let's take a <laughs> listen.
1: That was the track, It Ain't a Plot, otherwise known as Chapter 7, The Underground Kingdom of Larzan, or Larzan, I don't know. I, you know, I I think, I'm going to be honest, I think Akira Inoue is the weaker of the two composers, but I did like this track a lot. It's got a... I, I wouldn't, I, it's, it's hard to say weaker because
0: they're, they're yeah, very, I mean, that's different. not the right word. Yeah. They, they have different very different, different styles. Yeah. Right. I, I, I prefer more of a and Nozaki stuff m- yeah. as well. Uh, but, um, this, this is a cool track. I like this This is the, it, it's just weird. Like it's just a really weird track. Like, wah, 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 wah. I, I yeah, I don't know what to make of it, but, uh, it's uncomfortable and I like it.
1: Yeah, especially for the second-to-last stage. I mean, not that it's on it's perfectly in line with everything else we've heard in the game. But like, for in general, when you compare it to other games, it's like, "Hmm, okay, that was a choice." <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I did enjoy the track, but I've, I just, you know, every once in a while, sometimes we really like to listen to soundtracks that are just like really just solid, and I just. For me, the thing about this one is just how unconventional it is. And I think that that's to its strength. And you heard it here, folks. You're not going to hear it in too many other places. We're not going to be beaten to the punch <laughs> by too many people playing music from <laughs> <in> this game. <laughs> At least I don't think so. I hope not. <laughs> uh, we have another track here. This is Last Chapter
0: called... It's Five Count. Last Chapter, Sleep Quietly, My Friend. So let's take a listen. And we'll be I love right back. that title. I know. <laughs>
1: was the track five count also known as last chapter sleep quietly my friend which is not what I would have named that track no this is the most (laughs)
0: chaotic track
1: so far and I
0: loved every minute of it it was amazing it was so all over the place so much chaos and uh yeah
1: it's a great way to wind down the game except it's not winding down at all but so so many yeah tastefully dissonant choices there uh you know rhythmically and and melodically it's just it's it's put together in a very cool way but you just don't hear music like that too often uh which is a shame i do like that style of like it's meant to be a little bit like abrasive right some of the sounds are a little aggressive the rhythms are very some of the sounds that's an understatement (laughs) it's like every every single patch is in your face (laughs) Yeah, this this track is I, I don't know if I, how do you pick a favorite when they're all winners, right? It's <laughs> yeah, I know all equally. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a great, some, it's
0: a great soundtrack. I, I, I put some screenshots in here because I wanted to talk about um kind of the visuals a little bit. No, just not a whole lot to say. It's the the game is very colorful. It looks nice. Uh, the bosses are are really strange and and just, it just looks like a bunch of weird like, junkyard parts thrown together on all of them. Some of them are kind of like jeans. Uh, um, what is it? it your, Hans. um, your Hans. bio <laughs> fantasy stuff. Um, it's it just, it's just really a, a, a pretty straightforward game. <laughs> there's not really, there's not really anything to there's, there's no wow factor to me uh, as far as like the visuals go it's i i would recommend playing it i mean it's not if if you like shooters i mean this is just another one to throw on and enjoy you know it's there's nothing bad about it
1: you're being a little bit coy brian stage two is a uh, organic stage where you're flying through fighting Hmm. tadpoles and an oddly protruding enemy from the wall uh in a strange reminiscent shape uh use your imagination folks (laughs) (laughs) or watch a long play it's uh Hans and I really dug this game for sure. (laughs) Good.
0: (laughs) There's two of you. Uh, We got another track here. This is unused track four composed by Takaru Nozaki. Let's take a listen. was in unused track for it doesn't fit in the game any more than any of these other tracks do. <laughs> uh, yeah it's it's a little slow uh it's still has some dissonance and weird undertones in like you know behind the melody there or lack thereof melody i guess yeah it's all right it's, it's a cool track
1: Yeah, I I could see this one working if they'd spent, you know, another pass on it refining. You could tell this one was very drafty. Like there was some elements of it that was kind of like, I'll come back and finish this up later, which is obviously why it wasn't used. But I'd really, it wasn't a transition so much as just like, okay, we're in a new section. But I just love that B part where it just kind of goes into it almost without any kind of prompting whatsoever, (laughs) which just fits. It's the story of the game. pretty much.
0: Yeah. We have another track here. This is exposure over the last boss ready to take it up a notch in the weird factory. Let's take a listen. We'll be right back. was the last boss theme exposure over composed by takaro nozaki and this has (laughs) it's kind of a combination
1: of like half of those other tracks thrown into one it's pretty heavy i don't think i've ever used this word on this show to describe a soundtrack but i would just describe it as rude it's a very rude soundtrack it's got tonal whiplash all over the place there's all of this like (laughs) Some of it's pleasant. Some of it's really unpleasant. It's all, but it, it, it's like the canvas is spread so wide that everything kind of goes. It's like, sure. Why not? Like just that, that also probably works. Let's just go for it. You know what's funny <laughs>
0: though? Like the, the track names as goofy as they are and like strange and bizarre and twisted, they fit the soundtrack in a very almost like perfect way as well. They're they They don't take themselves too seriously. But they try to be, like, sincere, but it's clearly something, like, amiss with it. Like, this next <laughs> track here is called Loving As Much As A Wound That Heals. The name Entry <laughs> screen. So let's like, a listen. This is a Akira Inoue. You know, way. was loving as much as a wound that heals name entry one uh composed by akira you know (laughs) Ue. i kept thinking like like this would be a good intro to like star Search or something like it was (laughs) it was so
1: like welcome to the next level (laughs) or something i don't know something in cyberspace as you're you know floating around as a you know 3d avatar i gotta say though like it's a perfectly fine track but a way over the top name <laughs> like, yeah for for what the music is loving as much as a wound that heals is just a completely it's deep man It's yeah. deep as the kids these days would say that title is completely out of pocket like what's going on here <laughs> but everything about this soundtrack has just been a, just a real treat to go through both in terms of I've only listened to bits and pieces of it a lot of this I'm hearing for the first time so it's been really fun to kind of be surprised, even though I knew going in what we were listening to.
0: I, I listened to the soundtrack multiple times, but you know, it, whenever you and I kind of put it under the microscope, that's when I'm really like actively listening. And yeah, I, I noticed so much more. I'm even more surprised that, <laughs> well, I guess I'm not surprised that we chose it, but like I'm even more surprised by how stark some of the the contrasting tones are and stuff. And uh, I had a lot of fun going through this, it's been a while. So today we covered Gigantes on the uh, Taito X system composed by Takara Nozaki and Akira Inoue. If you want to know more about the show, you can find us online at pixelatedaudio.com for the show notes and the track lists
1: and special thanks on this episode to the golden horse who ripped this soundtrack on VGM rips and putting the pack together. I think there were some additional small updates from Valley Bell as well, but in any case, you know the world of VGM ripping is richer for people that are going to dig and find soundtracks like this because this is not a, a first pick for I think a lot of people and I'm really glad <laughs> that we were able to talk about it today so thank you the golden horse and if you want to join the discussion you can
0: always find us in discord there's always great stuff happening there and a lot of um, our friends other podcasters you know it's just a, a huge combination of um, really cool people so join in post some tracks hang
1: out yeah we got a lot of fun shows planned for the year i've certainly got some uh, show ideas in mind that i want to put to paper and turn into real ones do i have like 5 <laughs> that i wanted to do at
0: the end of last year that we couldn't get to so i've got i know i've got a few of those like kind of just you know, out of pocket is that is that how the kids say it no, no i no that, that's when somebody in that's the pocket, when somebody's in the corner no i don't that's know that's when it somebody's works.
1: acting completely you know like just it's completely out of hand you know I'm too old, man. <laughs> too old for this. Uh,
0: I try to we, keep up. <laughs> <laughs> we have a track taken off the show here. This is Name Entry 2. So I don't know which is the better one. Is there like... Name Entry 1 is like if you do well and Name Entry 2 is if you don't do well. I'm not entirely sure, but we'll let the listeners decide. This is called The Warrior and the Official composed by Takaro Nozaki. We might plug in the the little game over jingle at the end there.
1: Yeah, and I will say the title because it's it's such an again over the top title for a game over tune. It is five point sixty seven billion years of solitude. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It's mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yep, <laughs> checks out.
0: <laughs> Gigantes, everyone. Gigantes, thanks for listening. We'll see you back in a few weeks for the next episode.